Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. Uh, joining me uh, for the first time, he's back for the first time, a friend of mine. I guess uh, we'll we'll get into it and see if we're friends, but uh, Dave Landau. Well, hello. I thought we were friends. Okay, good. It's always good to... I haven't spoken with you in a while, so it's always good to just reconfirm with people. <laughs> You know, I think that I think that's how you know your friends, though, because you're you're a guy. So like yeah. a year can go by <laughs> and nothing's changed. Yeah, it's, it's like just... when, when a call drops on a on a like a phone call and you could just call someone right back. Never mention that the call dropped and just go right back into it. That's really like just what guy relationships are. It's like, oh, hey, how you been? It's like, oh, I had a kid. Oh, all right. That's as oh, far yeah. as no one. We don't really care. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. That's. That's how I've felt at least, but um, what's uh, I I kind of know what's been going on with your life, but what's what's new with you, Dave? Well, uh, I have my show, uh, the uh, Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau. That's mm-hmm. on Compound Media. That's the thing I'm doing right now, which is we've been in Anthony's house now for the last three months, where we mm-hmm. broadcast out of there four days a week. So we we're in his basement studio, even though he owns a studio that's in Manhattan where the other shows are. We broadcast out of his house, and Monday we're going back into New York. So we'll see uh, if I live. Yeah. So right now, you know, before the show was in, like you said, Manhattan, but now this is like outskirts of New York City, or not in the city at all. Yeah, he lives in Roslyn Heights. In okay. uh, do you have a specific an... address? Yes, it is. <laughs> 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 you should come by and use the pool, actually. He'd like you. <laughs> you know what? I'll just get close enough and find a pool. If you guys are there, that's cool with me, too. i just like to hop in there with my T-shirt on. You can join me if you like. Yeah, I'll, like have, that. I'll have one of those, uh, air quotes, aquatic shirts. <laughs> it's for my sunburn, guys. I'm not fat at all. Yeah, no, it's not for my self-esteem. It's just... <laughs> I, I burn like I burn real easy. I'm the kid that swims in his uh, shirt as an adult. This is really how I wanted my life to go. Uh, <laughs> God, I wish that wasn't true. It's pretty much my life, though. Yeah, no. Well, if I was a swimmer, that would be me. You're braver than I. Be. Yeah, I um, guess not. not. So, are you worried about going into Manhattan? I am to a point because I don't know what to expect. There's uh, riots. I live in Harlem. Um, the area where our, our studio is, too, got decimated. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Macy's, uh, you know, the parade place. That's all yeah. ruined. Oh, and, no, not the parade. Yeah, the they, yeah, they popped all the floats. Not Bart Simpson. <laughs> no, it's done. I assume it's still Bart Simpson. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched it in years. No one likes parades above. No, you know what? I'm just going to go out and say no one likes parades. So... You, you're living in you know New York, and to put it in context, if you're listening to it this later in the future, uh, coronavirus is still going on. So, are you taking all the precautions? I've been traveling for the last four months to and from New York. Yeah. So I've gone on planes. I've uh, you know, and I already sanitize seats. I'm a germaphobe. I mm-hmm. I I don't like traveling anyway. So I was always doing that regardless. So yeah. I've. I just wear the mask. I don't know why people fight about it. If you ask me to wear a mask, I'll just wear it. There's no yeah. need to get all pissed off. I don't, you know, even if you think it's like a man-made government conspiracy, which who knows, it might <laughs> be. It's probably just best to wear the mask and let everybody board the plane. 
I just don't, yeah, I don't know how you can debate that wearing a face covering at least helps a little bit with the spread of germs. Yes, because it keeps your germs from spreading to the rest of the plane. Yeah, it's the same people that uh, think a, a wall will, uh, that's the same concept of a wall will stop people from coming to the country. It's just, just a wall for your face. It's just a, just a face wall. <laughs> I got my, yeah. I got my face wall. <laughs> You know nothing can penetrate this face wall. I've heard you can dig under it, though. Or if you get a ladder, the germs get a ladder and go over it. Yeah, that'll happen. Then they get in your mouth and take all your teeth jobs. Or if the wind blows over the mask. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just such a... It, it's ridiculous, and I get people's paranoia about mm -hmm. it, you know, because they don't want government control in in that sense, and being told what to do but at the same time it's just it's a health hazard at this point yeah. just throw it on and i don't mind it really i don't mind hiding my face throwing on sunglasses and looking like the invisible man walking around town it's not that bad dude if you told me as a kid i got to dress up as a ninja oh i'd like, be down i i'm already i already try to be anonymous in public and it's not like anybody would be like hey are you brent Terhune? it's more like hey did we go to high school together <laughs> Yeah, and that's I, why, especially around where I grew up, I will wear a mask all day. I mm -hmm. have no problem not having awkward conversations with people on the street. In fact, this is a benefit to me in a lot of ways <laughs> for my being completely antisocial. You know, like one of the best moments, and there's, it's only happened a couple times in my life, but you, you'll be in like the checkout at the grocery store and you see somebody and you know that they know you and vice versa. You guys know each other, and you just choose to not acknowledge each other. I love it, too, when you know your Facebook friends and you've had discussions online. Because <laughs> I've had that, too. It's like, we're pretend friends even yeah. still to this day, but right now we're just both acting like we don't see each other, even though you've made eye contact with me. It's the end of uh, The Dark Knight Rises, where Alfred sees Bruce at that cafe and he just acknowledges that yes i you exist but we don't need to speak on this yeah it's great <laughs> which people think has a deeper meaning it's just alfred didn't want to say hi the man's on vacation he's been yeah. your butler for a very long time yeah he's been your uh father figure for a long time as well yeah uh i leave work at work i'm not a butler you, you call me mr pennyworth out here in the streets <laughs> Yeah, I think Jeffrey on uh, Bel on Fresh Prince of Bel Air got one vacation the whole time, and uh, yeah, he didn't want anything to do with anybody back at the yeah. house. What those are the what are those the, the famous butlers? Because there's the guy from Fresh Prince, there's Alfred, Mr. Jeeves Belvedere, is the, the quintessential, and I don't know if Jeeves is in anything or from anything. It's just that's the name. I know you could ask him stuff for a <laughs> yeah. brief amount of time. Uh, well, there's Mr. Belvedere, yeah, who gave everybody a little bit of advice, mm -hmm. and in a way, Charles in Charge was a butler. <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, really, when you break it down, and it, if you ever got like a um, a high school janitor that dropped in to give you some knowledge, like uh, 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 Charles S. Dutton and Rudy, <laughs> yes, that's the exact one I was thinking of. By the way, <laughs> was. It? Just coming, yeah. There's, I love that movie because uh, there's really no redeeming quality to it. It's really just about uh, a guy who won't take no for an answer when he should, 
and supposedly a janitor who tells him to go for it. And it's like, why don't you go for it? <laughs> you obviously stopped going <laughs> for it. You're a janitor. Do and you, I... Pl- sorry. <laughs> do you ever think if, if, if comedy somehow... Some, somehow comedy disappears for you. Something goes wrong or it just doesn't exist. What's your ideal job that you would go to? Um, I would... Oh, God. I don't even know anymore, man. I mean, I'm in radio, too, so that's yeah. pretty much like where I'm at. But if everything disappeared, I guess I would just do America's fallback plan and sell houses. You'd be a realtor? I guess I'd be a realtor. I'd like to see your face on a park bench. Yeah, why not? And just a nice suit. The great Landini selling houses. I really don't know what I would do because I feel like your dreams would be dead. So I wouldn't want to go chasing another dream. I would just have to earn for my family. Yeah. And I've done industrial painting and worked construction. And granted, it's back when I was high and drinking a lot. (laughs) But uh, I I never... I, was, I wasn't very good at it because, you know, yeah. I was drunk. It's it's crazy. That should be uh, its own show is drunk woodworking where there's a, <laughs> guy, a sober guy just making sure nothing too horrible happens. Yeah, just season two where the other guy's got two pinkies left. That's <laughs> I, it. I guess that would – I'm just making up – what is it? Kenny Rogers, uh, that sketch on S- or Mad TV where it was Kenny Rogers, uh, like, woodworking shop or whatever. It was yeah. Will Sasso. Just, yeah. I think every episode he cut his hand off or something. Yeah, <laughs> just every time there was an industrial accident. Those are that's pr- most of my improv ideas come from Mad TV sketches. So. <laughs> yeah, whenever I get a hot idea, it's, it was done twenty five years ago. It's a kid that says, "No, look what <laughs> I can do." I had a, it's Mrs. Swan. She has a very racist accent and does <laughs> mail nails. It's great. <laughs> Uh, well, the, the the reason I bring up, you know, what job would you do? Because to me, like, if everything went away for some reason, I think, like, a nighttime janitor would be, like, my favorite job. Yeah, I, I can actually see that. But what's interesting is I was a janitor. Mm-hmm. I actually had the – it was the best job ever. And I was a nighttime janitor. I worked from 3 p.m. until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it was me and three of my friends at this very high-end uh, place in Detroit that uh, did weddings, and that was its, it, that was its main source of income. It was on the water. We had a theater there where they'd put on plays. And we all just – all we had to do was set up these weddings and then break them down after and, like, mop. Mm-hmm. All we did was just smoke weed and watch movies in this private theater <laughs> and drink the whole time. Honestly, it was the best job I've ever had, and that includes comedy. Yeah, like just like, looking, it's the best. And that—that's—it's you peaked early, if we're being honest. Very early. I, I would <laughs> think I was seventeen when I got the job and nineteen when I was fired. <laughs> what were you fired for? Just what you just said. No, I, well, no, actually, what's weird is I, I wasn't fired for that, even though I had been stealing armfuls of liquor almost every single night. Uh, my friend and I went up to uh, Western Michigan uh, College to just party for the night. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go, so I had him call my boss, whose name was Larry, and uh, tell him that I couldn't come in because I was fucking his mother. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Larry uh, calls my house, and my mom answers, and he's like, 
your son called up here and said that he, or his friend said his name was Joey Boom Boom, and he, <laughs> and he, and your son fucked my mother, and my mom's like, I don't know what to say. He's he's an adult. Like I, I mean, I wasn't, but my mom's like, what do you want me to do? Like punish him? It sounds yeah. like he doesn't want the job. <laughs> Make the take the the appropriate actions, Larry. Yeah, and I thought that I could get away with it and come back and go, I didn't make that phone call, but I guess he was so angry that he was basically planning to kill me. Yeah. And he had he had massive mullet. He had this huge mullet that blazed down his back and hockey hair, so mm-hmm. he he was a guy who was ready to attack. Yeah, he was always looking. He was the guy that learned karate to use it, not for self-defense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'd wear his black belt just to parties. <laughs> Just to, you know, to, well, watch out, guy. He's walking around with his hands in the air like he yeah. just sanitized him. Watch out, guys. <laughs> These are weapons. Uh, they're lethal, guys. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to take your shoes and socks off. It's fine. Just wear your... You don't no, have no. to bow to everybody. <laughs> well, I just do things my way. I feel it's respectful. Call my shots. No. Sorry, I never... no, I, I don't drink. I never understood anybody that would get so mad that you, saying that I fucked your mother... At this point, like, maybe the first time you heard that and you're like, oh, you did what? But now that's just what people say. Everybody on the internet says that. To everyone. Yeah. It's... And, yeah. Mine's been dead for years. And if you say it to me, I'm like, ah, oh, did you? <laughs> what year like... was that? Because <laughs> If it was recent, that's disgusting. <laughs> Back that's... then I thought it was disgusting, yeah. but now. Now it's more on you. Yeah, it's just really sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Could you put her back in her fucking crypt? <laughs> How'd you get her out of the wall? Crowbars mostly. And they just go into great detail about <laughs> how exactly they found her. Yeah. Like, well, what I did, I got a ladder because I know she's up on the fourth row. Like, all right, hold on, what? Wow. Okay, this went from a just a generic joke to very specific. Yeah. There was a dead rose in there because, let's be honest, you should visit more often than you do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that what that rose wasn't for me, so it must have been from another family member. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody else who. <laughs> How many people are fucking my dead mom? <laughs> there was like, uh, you know, sign-in sheets, <laughs> like a registry, so we could send you a thank you card. Just <laughs> <laughs> the <a> line. <laughs> Yes, it's got a prayer on it. <laughs> uh, grant me the serenity to accept the dead bot. I don't know. Okay. I can't. The courage to put the the wall back in place. <laughs> Come to think of it, this was a Mad TV sketch as well. I am uh, too... <laughs> who knew? <laughs> it was one of the later seasons. I get all mine from the state because people rarely re- remember that show. Ah, okay. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I just run around saying I want to dip my balls in it every time I have an <laughs> improv idea. Yeah, see that? That's I never. I, I'm aware of the state, but I didn't watch it. So to me, that's a brand new, fresh idea. It's a great. It was the best. It was just a guy who ran around like he'd go to the Last Supper and he'd just have two ping pong balls in his hands, mm-hmm. and he'd just run around and go, "Let me dip my balls in it." And Jesus is just trying to do a speech, and he's just dipping his balls in the different foods. That was, was a real sketch. It was a real sketch. <laughs> it's so fun. It was a, not only a real sketch; it was a reoccurring sketch. Okay, yeah, where that's how you know you struck gold when they, you can bring the guy back. Well, they. Uh, 
They had Michael Ian Black, I want to say, and Thomas Lennon had one that I loved, which was uh, the mailman refused to deliver mail and he just started delivering tacos. <laughs> so they, he had to have like a heart to heart with the mailman. He's like, listen, I, it's not that I don't think your tacos are delicious. It's just that I want my mail. <laughs> I, I have letters and bills and things that I need. I, I just don't think you have the same passion for delivering mail as you do tacos. And then at the end, the guy walks away and just disappears. It's the stupidest. <laughs> That's like one of those where clearly, let's all right, he doesn't deliver mail. What does he deliver? And then we'll just do a sketch on that. Yeah, it's, the, Perfect. it's, it's simple and yeah. just funny. Um, this, this episode is called Uber Facts, if you're unaware, or, or it'll say Random Fact Generator. I'm not sure how I will, uh, title it, but to, for it to count that, let's do a couple so I'm not false advertising. I understand. Because, uh, you know, by now people are listening like, I thought they were, they were going to talk about facts. This is, none of this is factual. Not Dave's mom, so. Yeah, <laughs> every goddamn podcast he's on, it's all about fucking his dead mom. <laughs> That's that, the over fact. That would be funny if that on your YouTube channel was an hour and a half YouTube just cut of you doing that bit on a whole bunch of podcasts. <laughs> just, just solid minute and a half into <laughs> an hour and a half. And it, it's like the clear that's not even a comedy podcast. It's like you did a TED Talk yes. podcast or whatever. <laughs> um, our first uh, Uber fact, which, if you're unaware, is a Twitter account at Uber Facts. It has nothing to do with the rideshare thing. People confuse that. But uh, a newborn blue whale gains about 200 pounds every day during its first year of life. Wow. 200 sounds like pounds. My, sounds like my mom. <laughs> oh, is she dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, uh, that's just one of those terrible jokes that you see a comic do where I just lost 300 pounds or whatever. I got divorced. Of course, I've never seen that version. It's always like 150. Yeah. But I think it'd be funny to do like a grotesque amount of weight. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was like 550 pounds. <laughs> I got divorced. Oh, my God. Come on, folks. No, I I'm kidding. I would like that's it's like a a joke that a lot of comics have done, but it's still funny to me regardless of because I think it's the misdirect is just funny, you know. Oh yeah, it's fun to sometimes shit just is fun to watch. I just can't do them, mm -hmm. and I never would. But every now and then, yeah, you just laugh because you know exactly where it's going. And part of me will hate it too because I'm like, well, here comes this hacky bit that I know is going to work perfectly, yeah, and then it does. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't blame an audience because they, they're in their minds, they're not the quote the comedy police like I would be in the back of a comedy club being like, that's so and so's bit, that's so and so's bit, because they're just there to have fun. Yeah, they just don't care mm -hmm. at all. They, they they really don't care about any of us. I mean, we have our group of like some fans, mm -hmm. but they like you know they like us as much as we like something that we watch, somebody we watch on TV or a movie or whatever. It's mm -hmm. not. It's entertainment. I like we put such this weight, this huge weight on it. Mm -hmm. You know this, and there's so many people that have that like Hicksian, like I'm a truth teller, and it's like I don't think they're here to hear that. Yeah, yeah, they just want to have fun, and that's where you go. Like you talk to some comics, and they're like, dude, if I'm not, if I'm not saying something with my jokes, 
you know, what's the point? And like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, if you have, if you can like be equally funny along with saying something by all means, but if you're saying something way more than you're being funny, like to me, it's always got to be funny first, you know? Oh, I agree. And sometimes you just watch somebody take, I also like hard stances on things that Mm -hmm. are clearly agreed upon. It's like, it's like, let's talk about pot being legal, everybody. It's like, wow, it's quite, quite the stance. Are you also anti-rape? <laughs> let, let me tell you something about these puppy mills, okay? Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> just no joke I, there. Yeah, just, just, you know, just, if you're going to get a dog, you know, just adopt first is all I'm saying, you know? Yeah. I, I've been around your town today. Uh, I've noticed that there's a few humane societies <laughs> where there's some dogs that could use being adopted. I'm just putting it out there. You know, when you go to a puppy mill, they really hurt those dogs. Thank you. Thank. That's all. You know, that's all I'm saying, folks. If I could just be serious for a moment. Uh, so, <laughs> 200 pounds a day. I don't. You know, that's just an interesting fact. That was like, you know, from like third grade to freshman year of college that was me <laughs> it was just that <laughs> i'm close i think i'm close to 200 now which is scary because i'm not a tall guy and i went i was like 185 or 84 so i gained 10 pounds since my last visit when i went in mm-hmm. so apparently this uh, whole staying indoors thing <laughs> has not been good for me even though i thought i was exercising every day it's one yeah it's one of those weird i would you know we'll be able to look back in 10 years and see like here's the weight gain and it coincided with coronavirus right and also my generation that came from the 80s where it's like all the microwave dinners and nobody got any nutrients and i Mm -hmm. smoked for 16 years like i i think at best i have 20 years left but they're at least it's going to be a good fifteen, and then a shitty five downhill years. Oh, like a really shitty like. My son's going to watch me wither away. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Is this a comedy just like, podcast? <laughs> just like my dad, and I'd say the guy before him, but my dad didn't know his dad. <laughs> uh, joining us is comedian uh, Dave Landauf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Truth I had to teller. reset this podcast in the middle of it, like somebody's just <laughs> tuning in. Uh, I don't. I hope I'm saying this next one right. Uh, whirly gigs was a slang term for testicles in the late 17th century. Whirly so gigs. You'd be walking around saying, "Let me dip my whirly gigs in this." <laughs> why? Why was it so long? And why are they whirly? Like I don't, helicoptering? I think they made them longer back then. I think they did. Well, and there was the extra skin. <laughs> extra skin and less support. They probably yeah, were, yeah, they were probably all free balling back then. Yeah. Is your whirly gig slapping all over the place? <laughs> to me a whirly gig is like what you what somebody would call a plane or a helicopter. Maybe or, it became came from the move the helicopter. Yeah, or like a nationality where they're like, I don't want to go to the mall. There's a lot of whirly gigs there. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do is just around the house some some word, and I'll be like, I'm tired of these damn dirty whirly gigs <laughs> coming to our country. But it's such a like a, a weird word, you know. If it, you could do it with like if kazoo wasn't a word, you could do it with kazoo. <laughs> like, 
these yeah, damn doing... kazoos driving. They can't drive worth a damn, like that kind I was, of thing. I was in um, Vegas and I was playing uh, this club that I do, and there there's uh, a group called Jabberwockies that were on uh, NBC, mm-hmm. and I just thought Jabberwockies was the funniest sounding racial <laughs> slur. Yeah, I didn't know who it would be for, but I kept saying that too, like. And them Jabberwockies keep crossing the border. <laughs> and what is, uh, that is actually something, right? What is a Jabberwocky? They're a dance troupe. I thought it was like a, I feel like that's like a Star Wars creature. It I know feels, there's a Wookiee. It makes you think Wookiee, and it makes you think Jabba the Hutt. At least me, I should say. Yeah, because it there's it's Jabba the Hutt and Wookiee, so it's like Jab- Jabberwocky. Yeah. Yeah. Or it sounds like something Jabba the Hutt says. Jabba Walkie. Jabba Walkie. Bring in the dance team, guys. Yeah. He wants the hey. dance team. <laughs> Have a. Uh... Oh, God. Why am I blanking out her name? Is it Carrie Fisher who played. Uh... Uh, Princess Leia, yeah. Yes, yeah. Who's chained to her, all pilled out. She. Uh... I don't know if you've ever seen her one man show or read her book, Wishful Drinking, but no. it is. It is the babblings of a very funny lunatic, mm-hmm. is the way that I would put it. It's it's a very quick read, because you can't believe that a publisher allowed it. <laughs> that, so did you see the one-man, one-woman show, I guess? Yeah, that she did. It was pretty funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of those one-woman, like one-man, one-woman shows. It just depends on who does them, you know? Yeah. Titus has a great one. Uh, Norman Rockwell is bleeding. That's... There's a... There's, that's a guy. I think that's the best one. Like his uh, Titus, especially. I can't speak to the later ones because I haven't seen all of them. But like, if there's like, if you're a comic aspiring to do a long form themed piece, that's the guy who you should watch. In my mind, he really is. He was watching me at Cl- in Cleveland one night at Hilarities, and he liked my comedy, and that meant everything to me because mm-hmm. his sitcom was also so brilliant. Very funny. Yeah, and we used to watch it on Antenna TV when I was at that janitor job because I was mm-hmm. at that age when that show was on, and we would ju- we just cry laughing. It was so irreverent and so it was just way ahead of everything else. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. have Stacy Keach in it, you know. Yeah, that that's how I remember his dad, and forever I didn't know his name was Stacy Keach, but um, I love I love like Titus will get into it on Twitter with other. Like he'll do a lot of politics, and the go-to is always like, says the guy who had a show for two or three seasons and got canceled or whatever. Those those are the insults. Or like, says the yeah. guy that was successful and then had a show. Like, it's then they just go to I fucked your mom. So. Yeah, because yeah, I fucked your mom, Titus. <laughs> it's like no, it's like my mom committed suicide. It's in the fucking. It's, it's in my one-man show. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's funny they would say that to him because by today's standards, that show would be a massive success, mm-hmm. numbers-wise. And it only got canceled, really. Be, it was like on the cusp. It was still kind of a hit. Yeah. It was just more of a disagreement from what I understand. The studios didn't want it to have the dark feel that it did, and obviously it had to have that. Yeah. And it, it's so weird, like you said that with Titus's. I, I do a show, my uh, my co-host, who's one of the funniest people on the planet, is very controversial and known for being, like, super right-wing and, and everything. And he's really not. He's really 
just a libertarian, but now it's everybody has to put you into an extreme if you have mm-hmm. an opinion. And I, the thing I don't understand about comedy is I don't understand why I have to agree with what you say to find it funny. Yeah. No, I, I can watch stuff and be like, you know what? I don't I don't agree with the full premise, but what you said was funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, I enjoy so much comedy when I'm just dying laughing. It doesn't mean that I have to, like, like or side with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of comedy is... It, it, especially my own comedy is saying stuff that is just deliberately wrong, you know, yeah. and that's enjoyable. So it's like if somebody has a political ide- ideology that might differ from mine, which I really don't have one anyway, but I, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to not pay attention to them and treat them like they're an asshole. Yeah. That's what I don't get. I think people are missing out because of that. Well, and it because I don't know, it's just easier to, like you said, to put somebody in a category and then, you know, it's just easier to go from there. Like, but then you, you, you just talking about stuff that's dark comedy or not, not necessarily comedy. Cause you and I are big fans of the, of the Sopranos and that show is so funny. And it's, it, you sorry. can tell like sometimes they, they meant for something to be funny, but it's not, it's not ever a joke, but it, oh, the way it's... it plays, it's so funny. Dude, the audience doesn't know this, but when I got my radio gig two years ago, you were one of the people that sent me – you <laughs> sent me a gift to congratulate me, and it was an autograph of Polly Walnuts, which was the greatest <laughs> gift ever. And, yeah, everything on that show – because Anthony's a big fan of it too. We always talk about it. It's so funny. Like when they're chasing the Russian guy through the woods who's <laughs> a member of the KGB yeah. and Polly Walnuts is on the phone. It's like, yeah, he's some kind of a Russian interior decorator. <laughs> yeah. As a Czechoslovakian, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> There's so many scenes. The the scene where Polly has to go get the mowing territory back for some other, like his his aunt's favorite um, mower guy, like has been cutting his aunt's lawn, and he's like, uh, "You better stay down, or I'll give you a crack." Just that <laughs> phrasing, like, "I'll give you a crack." Like nobody says that. That's why it's so funny, you know. It's it's so perfect because he's so fun to watch, but he has no good qualities about <laughs> no. him as a human. He's disloyal. <laughs> he's dishonest. He's a thief. He's a killer. Like there's nothing. Even when Tony's in the coma, he doesn't even bring an envelope of money to help his family until he hears that he's waking up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, and then when when Tony is out of the coma. And he's like, hey, Tone, I was just thinking, and like, he's just sitting there and you could see like Tony's blood pressure go up after just waking from, like, he's dumping all his problems on this guy that just got out of a coma. Yeah. It's And that, like, you don't have to, I, obviously I don't agree with people murdering or anything like that, but it's just a funny show in general, you know? Oh, it's hysterical. I even laughed, like, I, it was horrifying, but I also had to laugh when he, uh, he kills the old lady because he finds out there's a shoebox of money underneath. Mm-hmm. Like it's really not a lot of money. And that's just, for some reason him doing it made me laugh, even though it was completely wrong. And then my other favorite thing is when he just kept the, uh, giant painting of Tony and, uh, what was it? Pai was the horse. Yeah. Pai That was it. And Tony walks in and it's just like, looks over and it's a small apartment with a giant painting of him. <laughs> And Napoleon hat, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And and Polly's apartment where everything has the plastic on it. Like this guy's yeah. a gangster, 
and then he's like, yeah, I just got the plastic on my chair so they stay nice or whatever. Like, it doesn't so, make any sense. I say this, too, as an Italian, uh, part Italian. Yeah, it is the perfect guinea apartment. It is just <laughs> plastic is on everything. <laughs> He drives a Cadillac, everything. I drive a Cadillac. I it, Like, it's perfect. It's exactly what Italians do. I, uh, yeah, just such a funny show, but yeah, just that where it's like unintentional comedy, and it's like, that could be one of the greatest comedies ever, and it is definitely not. No, it's not, but it is. That's why. It's just, yeah. there's so much in it that's funny. Um, jump to the next uh, fact. People who talk to their pets... And name their cars also tend to be more intelligent, according to a study from the University of Chicago. This is called, uh, well, anthropomorphizing is what it's called. So it's not really, that's not like a new, I didn't know that's what that was called, but I knew that word somehow. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Do you, uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I'm fine if you give your car a name, but I hate when people will post a picture and be like, isn't she a beaut? Yeah, I'm I'm that guy. No, I You're that uh, guy. <laughs> no, I've I've posted I posted a Mustang when I bought it, but but what did I you, ha- how did you address? Did you give the car a pronoun? No, I that's, never. I, that's the thing where I'm like, uh, she she's like not even saying look. It, you could say, isn't that a nice car? But just yeah. like it's, it's just the guys like look at her. She's she's so like beautiful. Like uh, come on, man, it's a car. Like. Yeah, I I love cars, so I think what I did was I referenced Menace to Society, which is the reason I bought the car, mm-hmm. is because it was the exact uh, Mustang that Kane drives in Menace to Society. Mm-hmm. When he pulls out, he rolls up on the guy in the burger joint, and it's like I said, extra cheese. <laughs> Don't make me blow your head off over some stupid shit. I uh, I loved that car. Like when I yeah. got it, I played computer love in it, just like in the movie. Like I always wanted that car. Yeah. And and then I had a kid, and I'm like, I I shouldn't have this. This is ridiculous. And, and I that, I sold it. That was like one of the I don't know what it was a different body style Mustang, right? It was like when they they changed it a little bit. It was a fox body. It was a very boxy, and that's what I loved about it. I had a I had a must a '96 Cobra that was really fast and cool. Like I do like cars a lot. Yeah. But it's interesting. I've never named one. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I call any car that I own is the Brent Mobile, and, that, <laughs> and that's just jokingly. And that's whatever car I own. That is the Brent Mobile. So yeah, I I I drive a Cadillac now, and I drove a Cadillac before because I felt like I worked hard and I earned these things. Mm-hmm. So I just call it like Daddy's Caddy to my son. <laughs> <That's funny>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. It's but just you, pimp. It's just like an have, ice. Uh, mud flaps with uh, Dave's cat, daddy's caddy, one <laughs> on either side. You know. No, and I feel that wouldn't make you more intelligent. <laughs> no, no, not not that for sure. <laughs> but I do talk to my pets too. I talk to my pets as if they're people. Yeah. And yeah, they they don't understand a word. So. No, I always find it funny when I do talk to my pet, where it's just like, I are, are do you have food? That's all. <laughs> That's all my dogs care about. This It's either outside or food. That's all I care about. And they get very excited. It's like, that's all you do all day. Yeah. They're waiting Just... on you to get home. And I have cats, so it's like, I, I say those things, but it, it doesn't even... I'm sure it registers, but they don't care. They're no-selling me. They, they're giving no, me nothing. I, 
Yeah, when I stay at Ann's house, because we'll do some movie night stuff, mm-hmm. where we call it Compound Cinema, and we just did Mask with Eric Roberts, and uh, he has he has two cats, and they yeah. come into, I'll let them into my room, and I'll play with them a bit, but it doesn't take long for a cat to all of a sudden just pull out some claws and try to take your toes off. Yeah, dude, the, we have one that doesn't really, she'll play, but the other one, like, you gotta, there's like a time limit, if you see like a tail going... That that's where you're like, okay, I'm done petting you. I love you, but I'm done petting you. I don't trust you. <laughs> you're just gonna stab me in the back. That's what I think. It's funny when dogs eat their owners, and I don't mean <laughs> like when the body because they do die, and then the dog needs to nourish itself. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of funny when a pit bull just for a second has a Vietnam flashback and mm-hmm. rips somebody's neck out. God, it's like that's completely yeah. like. It, you, it's this thing you have to protect you, and then all of a sudden, in just one second, it just tears your throat out. Yeah, and th- those are like, I'm a, you know, I'm a believer. If if you raise it correctly, it will be fine. But those dogs like are solid. Like, they're you just touch them, and you're like, man, there's no way I'm gonna win a fight with this dog. No, they look like they've been doing push-ups all day <laughs> and just got out of jail. I I saw a dog, a uh, pit bull bit bite a kid's uh two of his fingers just clean off and it was when my brother and i were young we were at this place uh, summer camp and this kid would throw rocks at these two pit bulls all the time and like tease them and taunt them and one day he was doing it and he put his hand in the fence and the pit bull just ate the top off of two of his fingers like that and he's like oh. bleeding and like the dogs had to be put down and all that stuff, but I remember watching like every kid there was going, "Well, he kind of deserved it." I mean, he was yeah. throwing rocks at the dogs all day. Yeah, that, yeah. At that point, I'm like, "That you get what you get, and you you shouldn't have put you know the dog shouldn't have been put down. Maybe I, maybe that a history. I don't know, but what I'm saying in that moment, that's what you deserve." <laughs> I was a, a very little kid. I want to say I was seven. And I'm going like, yeah, he had it coming. What are you going to do? <laughs> we, what dog? We didn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see no dog eat nothing. He took his own fingers off. Yeah, that's. Uh, they was trying to frame him. Yeah. Uh, we have about, uh, just to give you an idea, we have about nine minutes. So Gotcha. Uh, people that's how who... long I lasted bed. Thank you, yeah. everyone. Thank Five you for coming. Five of that's foreplay. And that's after... right. Foreplay. I don't know what after foreplay is called. Three, three of crying. Postplay. <laughs> Which ask, is serial, serial. Did you just asking? Did you have a good time? Over on your over? show. No, oh, yes. <laughs> Coitus. God, I'm stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Did Did you like that? Was that Was that good? Did you? Uh, every Every comic after a set. Hey, what'd you think? Did you have any notes or anything? Anything you want to, I don't know, quit? <laughs> yeah, you should quit. That'd be great. Uh, people who regularly play video games are faster learners and have more active brains than those who don't play at all. According to a neuropsychologist, uh, don't, don't, don't quote me on that. I can't say that <laughs> word from, from some university that I also cannot pronounce. So if you play video games, you're ha- you have a more active brain, I guess. I don't really play much. My son has a Switch that I bought. You said you don't play a... much? Not much. I can no, tell. Have... <laughs> yeah, Got I ain't him. too bright. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said your son has a Switch? Yeah, I bought him a Switch, and then we have a Wii. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to buy any gun games. He's only he's only five, so I don't want him yeah. you know, to start practicing for 
high school cafeterias <laughs> or anything. So, but uh, I, I guess I can see that. But it seems that I know a lot of stupid fucking people that game. That's true, and I, I don't I don't know that that they're just more actively stupid. I think I think I don't think it makes you smarter. It just makes your brain. It says faster learners. So I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they might be more impulsive, but I don't know if that's a quality. Yeah, to me, like, I, I don't play a ton. I, I try to just so I have a distraction from everything else. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, to me, I would just take more chances in in my own head because I'm like, I could just come back, uh, respawn. To me, that, <laughs> now I'm just reckless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I play a little bit. I do like the Switch. I'll play a little bit on that. I, I like older games, actually. And right now... Oh, actually, I can't talk about it, but I will tell you about it later. Okay. But, um, yeah, with uh, as far as games, I, I do like a lot of Luminosity and Brain games and that sort of stuff. I okay. like those. Those like are the ones air- I don't like. See, <laughs> I like those at airports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Movie trivia. I love that stuff. My uh, my wife and I we got a Trivial Pursuit for I think it was Xbox. So that that's what we'll spend hours playing that. Cause you'll Do you play... hate it? No, I I really like that. I don't like necessarily like a puzzle game. I don't like that. I've never been good at puzzles anyway. But just random Trivial Pursuit, I really like. That's what I like too. I like quiz games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when it's when it comes to the puzzling games on luminosity i kind of just skip right over them and yeah. play the word games and the race car games yeah yeah i'm all for race car games and i'm not yeah. good at, at word games either uh i consider myself like a, a decent reader but i'm like I don't, I don't know words clearly i just tried to read that thing two minutes <laughs> ago and didn't get it i uh, find that hard to believe though because even your videos is you taking the english language and bastardizing it in the best way I've, I I love your videos, you know that, but you've known that for years, and I love that they're taking off, because it's just so fun, and the best part of it is you taking photos of the people who do not get it at all. Yeah. Are... There was, I want to stuff his own beard up his own ass, that's <laughs> verbatim. And that was when my beard was much longer, but long or not, I don't physically, that does not work, unless... <laughs> I was it was just so fun. And that's the thing I tell people is like, if, if people are going to be mean, I would rather it be that like creatively kind of roasting. That's fun to me. Oh, it's hilarious. And it's just funny to me how people believe you're this real guy. And yeah. the other people are just <laughs> say, I, uh, I digest. And the number <laughs> of people that write it's, it's a digress. Yeah. Like that, and that's the kind of people that either they didn't watch the whole thing or they're just so humorless that they can't. Like I, I can't help you. I don't know what's going to make you laugh and have joy, but it is not me. Yeah, it's, well, the best is when you you get angry and you have like the frothy mouth, <laughs> pissed off. It's so funny because it's the it's the most passionate you can be about. The, dumbest part of whatever you're arguing yeah <laughs> so that's that's what i enjoy the most well and, and that's the those are the funnest videos to me of when somebody is uh, really mad about them getting rid of aunt jemima syrup or getting rid of uh, the guns and looney tunes or getting mad right. that this uh, bud light bottle is rainbow colored 
that you can also get one that's not that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's funny to me because it's just corporations trying to be woke, so I see that side of it too. Oh, yeah. That's... It's like, yeah, yeah, they're just playing off of everything else, and why wouldn't they? That's what they've been doing forever. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then to lose your shit over SpongeBob being gay. Right, just I like... just... Yeah, I just see that and go, is he? <laughs> How do you? Because <laughs> and I think technically the creator was like he's asexual. But, right. Again, why do, why do I care what this children's cartoon is? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like I just don't. Yeah, there's no reason to get this level of upset. Yeah, that's the whole thing, and that's when I I love it when there's like an element of cartoonish to it, whether it be literally with SpongeBob or. Something where, like, it's already, most people would agree that this is ridiculous. Right. That's where it's fun to me, you know? That's what's so fun about the extremes online and how you kind of play this extreme. But what I like is you you sort of do it in the middle where you're kind of trolling both sides. Mm-hmm. And just to see who comes at you. And it's it's really interesting to see because clearly you're this <laughs> completely, like, right-wing gun nut. <laughs> you have an entire... I love the one where you had the entire toilet paper, uh, <laughs> all that toilet paper behind you while you were complaining about people <laughs> taking toilet paper. It's just it's so great. That's And that's part of the characters is if I can have a complete contradiction, whether visually or say it, like telling Native Americans to go back to their country, <laughs> that type of thing, you know, like... <laughs> and if people aren't able to get that that's the humor that I just can't help you anymore. So, and no one should help you if you can't see that and just enjoy it. It's it's just hilarious, man. Yeah. I'm really I'm really happy you're doing more stuff and that's taken off because you stuck with that for a, a a long time. Longer than I should know. Uh, but likewise, congratulations <laughs> with you with the, you know with the the Kumia show and 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 you know the final minutes we have. You want to plug whatever you want to plug. Oh, sure. Um, you can look at uh, Compound Media. You can subscribe. I just put up a couple new videos on my own YouTube that I'm trying to build. I haven't uh, done much on it in years, so that's DT Landau. But uh, go to DaveLandau.com for tour dates. And then uh, I have an album called Nimble Fingers that came out a few months ago. It hit number one on iTunes and Amazon, which is really cool, so check that out. Yeah, and I saw that that material in development. is very funny, so... Thank you. I can vouch for it. So uh, DaveLandau.com is a website. Yes. Cool. Thank you for being on, Dave. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you could just do me a quick favor, whatever platform you listen to the field trip on, just give me a positive review for the show. If you don't mind, and if you could tell a friend about the show, that would be even better. If you want to know more about me, BrentComedy.com is the website and updated tour schedules over there, Uh, links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can pick up your emotional support beer koozies over there. And if you want a shirt that I've been wearing in one of my videos, go to teespring.com and search for Brent Terhune. All that stuff is right there on the website. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next field trip.